1: Podcast Today we have Cameron on from Torch. We're going to be learning all about his firm, more importantly, the use case that practitioners should, uh, should build and think about when buying Torch. So while we jump right into introductions, Cameron, please introduce, introduce yourself and Torch to the audience.
0: Hi, William. Thank you so much for having me on, uh, first of all. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm Cameron Yarbrough. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Torch. Torch is a leadership and development company uh, that provides coaching and mentor- mentoring and integrates that with software tools to help people become more effective in their careers.
1: I love it. Well, and you know what? I think COVID probably... Uh, probably unearthed, uh, a, you know, some some areas where we needed some help as leaders. Uh, forced us into some conversations that maybe we weren't ready for. Um, so you definitely probably, you know, you can see kind of a pandemic world and a post-pandemic world. What's your, you know, what do you what do you think leaders need, and what do you see out of the data that leaders need the most, you know, when as it relates to coaching and mentoring. What do they need the most? Like, where do they start?
0: First of all, I think that what leaders need is they need a trusted relationship Mm -hmm. with someone that they can rely on to both, uh, on on one hand, empathize and get them, see them where they are. But on the other side, can also challenge them to tell them what they maybe have a hard time hearing, uh, can confront them on their leadership opportunities so I think I think that's one important thing is is behavior change happens in the context of a trusted human relationship and we all we all need those in order to in order to develop
1: right a hundred percent and again that that can come from anywhere but but having that you know we used to call it kind of sounding board but to be able to have something that the and a person that you could trust to kind of You know, tell them not just the good things, but some of the some of the challenges that you have and they could objectively then give you advice on maybe how they would attach those or attack those. Where do coaches come from? Are they internal to the firm for Torch or are they external? Are they a blend
0: so I think that's actually an interesting thing about Torch is that we have we have set up a framework that allows coaches who are a part of the organization to still engage uh, as, a, as a part of the development process on our platform. Or a company can choose from our pool of coaches to pair with their employees. So So we're comfortable working with coaches that the enterprise brings, or we can bring our own coaches to bear to pair with employees.
1: Oh, I love that. Well, you know, this is also a great way to work with, you know, I'm Gen X, right? But there's a a, a great way to work with people that are getting to a certain point where they want to do other things in life, but they still got a lot to give. And so they can still, you know, you can leverage that, you know, through Torch, you can leverage that, those people in a different way that, you know, Hey, listen, you got 10 hours,
0: <laughs> yep.
1: you, know, you can mentor yep. and coach somebody and really help because you've been through it. You've been through all of this stuff, you know, maybe not the same technology or whatever, but you know, you've been through some of the same leadership challenges.
0: The best coaches are people who have been operators themselves and have mm. been through those challenges that you're talking about. They've been through the adversity of uh, that comes with professional development. <laughs> they've had some degree of meaningful success. And then they've taken the time to either go and get a degree in, in psychology or they've gotten a certification to become a coach. So they're, they're, they're current or former operators who have also taken the time to, in, to invest in training and get a certification.
1: So you mentioned uh, the certification uh, a couple of times. I was going to go there next in terms of how do you manage quality or how Torch manages quality. Um, So on the first part of that is how do you match? How do you get the right match, you know, for, you know, from personalities, I guess on some level, Uh, maybe it's experience, maybe it's other things, but how do you get the right match? And then on the back end, how do you make sure that your coaches, you know, can do the things that they say that they can do?
0: So we take great care in our selection process. We only accept 7% of all coaches that apply to uh, be on the platform. And we have a an algorithmic matching structure that is very, very accurate. 96% of people who get matched accept and proceed with their coach that they're matched with. and. The way that that works is through a, it's through a, you know, a simple, you know, personality test that uh, gives, provides us information about the employee. And then we match that against attributes of the coach and, and then a pairing is made and it's, it's very successful.
1: So, well, first of all, that's fantastic. Second of all, is this, is the software learning as a part of this in terms of the conversation that they're having, because i assume that some of this, if not most of this is happening uh, through phones, people are talking, uh, or maybe even doing things in person, right? Is how does, this, how does the software, how does Torch itself learn about you know, the topics and, and what they're trying to discover, what they're trying to overcome, the challenges, et cetera, and maybe even some of those out- outcomes?
0: So uh, I, I would what I would kind of point us to here is that at, at the very start of, of a coaching engagement, we uh, administer a, a test, we call it a 360 review. And that allows, uh, that allows us to capture data about where this person is in their leadership journey today. Okay, we measure them against nine leadership domains. And we get a snapshot that gives us a sense of where this person is at a point in time. Hmm. And then three months or six months later, we administer that same test again. And then we can track behavioral change over time uh, based on, on where that person started and where that and then where they ended up three, six months later. And that gives the coach really important data in terms of, what's working and what's not working and how they may need, may, may need to change up uh, the, the engagement or how they may need to challenge them different or, or also where that person needs kudos, right? Um, that's the other part of it is, is some per, uh, someone might have what are called hidden strengths, meaning they're strong in an area that they didn't know that they were strong in and a great coach will reflect them and support them and, and be a great cheerleader on the other hand, if a person has blind spots, the test will surface those blind spots and the coach will give that person feedback about what their blind spots are and push them to, to close those gaps.
1: So one of the things that, you know, everyone needs a coach, right? On, on some level, everyone needs a therapist, everyone needs a coach um, so they can kind of, you know, have someone that can help them see around the corner or, or help them with the unforeseen, et cetera. Um, but probably one of the things that gets in the way of, of this is not just ego, but, but, you know, time, you know, I'm sure that you hear this time and time again about how people are busy. And uh, so how do you, how do you, how do you get them over that kind of emotional or intellectual hurdle of you're never too busy to be, you know, a better leader or to be coached and, and have a trusted relationship with someone?
0: it does growth and development does take time and and it's like if you're learning to play the guitar you're not you're not going to be a great guitarist if you don't put in the time you practice in in practice we know that right and surprisingly you might you might think that uh, that people are reluctant but in fact when they're given when people are given torch they they typically show up for the sessions i think Uh, The metric uh, that I'll point to is that they're allocated uh, two hours per month. And so that'd be 120 minutes. Employees generally show up over 100 minutes every month to their coaching sessions. It's a very high engagement. On top of that, when they're given a learning program, which is a combination of coaching plus a learning path, our participation rate is 75%. So so we're really excited and, and, and very happy about the amount of time that people are actually devoting to their development programming.
1: I love that. And you mentioned learning, uh, and I believe you mentioned performance as well. Where does this sit in kind of the workflow for HR? I mean, again, you know, there's... You can use this as a recruiting tool too, but we won't deal with that. It's let's just say it's inside the organization, they're already an employee, et cetera. What in, a, in an optimal environment, what should Torch be linked to?
0: So really what Torch is, is a people development platform mm-hmm. with coaching deeply embedded into it. Right. So what that means is we combine human coaches and mentors with, with, with software. And what that ultimately looks like is what we call our people development platform, which is a combination of digital learning that allows a company to bring a unique content onto a learning path, bring a coach a group coach or a mentor onto that same learning path to assist in the up- uptake of that digital content. So ultimately, that's really what Torch is. We are an end-to-end people development
1: platform. I love that. So, you know, obviously the mentee or the person being coached is learning, uh, but also your coaches are learning, right? So a part of this is the more they coach, the more they learn uh, as well. Do y'all keep track of, you know, not just the feedback loop of, you know, people's satisfaction with their coach and a coach with the person that they're coaching, but do you keep track, I know you've keep track of the person, you know, the employee, because, you, you know, you, you've already kind of talked about the testing part of it. Do you, do you either now or in the future, do you see a measurement of coaches growth?
0: So what we do is we measure coach efficacy and, and really it's our it's our users or, our, or employees themselves that hold coaches accountable. If we have an internal rating system. Employees rate their coach after after every single session, and that creates an internal score that we use to hold coaches accountable. And the best coaches t- tend to get promoted and get uh you know get paired with. Um, you know, employees that are higher up the chain, and then coaches who aren't meeting the bar will be moved off the platform. So it's a, it's an accountability measure, not that not dissimilar from rating your Uber trucker. Right. That accountability is what keeps the coach pool uh, very rich and, and and robust.
1: Yeah, well, uh, and what I love about that is it's, they're going to show up for the meetings. They're going to yes. show up with their and bring their A game because they're also being rated. Uh, and so you can kind of see in the rating stuff, you can see, uh, who's doing well, who's not, et cetera. And in the testing side for the employee, you can also see who's learning and maybe who's not learning as much as they, that they should, et cetera. Um, you know, this just because you've studied this, uh, coaching used to be, for the, for the select few, right. Who is uh, high performers, high potentials, your top A talents, the succession plan, people, people like that. You, you've kind of approached this and democratized coaching. Do you, do you see it? If not now, do you see it in the future, something that you want to do with every employee?
0: So first of all, I want to say that the way that we see leadership at Torch is that every person can be be a leader. Any person who takes responsibility for other people mm. and their surroundings is is a leader, in our opinion. So you could be a scene an SVP at a at a at an enterprise, or you could be an individual contributor. And we still see that person as a leader if they're taking responsibilities for others around them. And it's, it's almost more important to devote coaching resources to those, to those individual contributors because these are the people who really need it the most. And, and in our experience, they're also the people who take the most advantage of it because these are the people who are motivated, who want to grow.
1: You know what I love about uh, Torch is it's you know it's an engagement tool, and it's also you know it tied to learning, tied to performance, tied to all these other types of things. But it's but it's also quietly a retention tool. You know, I mean, this is this is yet another way. If we if you do it right, this is you care about their their growth. You care so much that the organization's bought software, they've put coaches. There's hours, there's time, money, and energy, and uh, and people are getting better, which is pretty much the human condition we all want to get better um so i i love that and you probably don't i mean you probably don't knock people over the head with uh, it being a retention tool but it is right
0: it's a good thing that it is a retention tool because that's what motivates companies to provide learning resources to their employees right, right? they've they've heard the message that The number one reason why employees leave a company at this point is for career pathing. Right. If, if people feel like they're the company is investing in them and investing in their development, they tend to stay longer at that company. And, and that translates directly into dollars and cents for the organization because the most expensive part of operating expenses are, are uh, is recruiting and, and employee turnover so so the, it's a great thing that retention moves the needle so much because that's what translates into these resources going to employees
1: you've got the see you've got the CFO's attention at this point because coaching and this again 100 years ago coaching was um, for an elite group and it was also kind of a nice to have and not a need to have but when you tie it back to engagement and retention, you know, and churn, uh, especially uh, turnover, you know, regrettable turnover, CFOs are gonna get that. They're gonna, they're, they'll understand the math and they'll understand it's a must have, not a need, not a nice to have.
0: That's right. So so the there, there are two outcomes that we track at Torch. One is promotions, and the other is retention. And based on our studies with our with our customers, the average the average employee stay uh, stays at a company like, is uh, the average retention rate. Sorry, for an employee is seventy three percent. When Coaching is provided to an employee. They tend to stay at that company at a rate of 88% on an annualized basis. So it's a meaningful change that translates into the bottom line of the company.
1: Right. Which is, again, now you've got the operators, you've got C-suite, you've got the board, you've got everybody's attention, not just the people in training and development, uh, talent management, et cetera. Um, Let's talk about buying Torch for, for just a minute. So you demo torch uh, to someone. What do they? What do they fall in love with? Like, what's that kind of the I don't know aha moment or whatever? But what what are some of the things that you just know? Once I get to this, and once I show them this, that their their minds are going to be blown. They're going to love this, etc. What is that?
0: Certainly, it's the quality of the coaches that we've that Mm. we put together over over the years. It's it's that we have a very very high high bar, very high quality. Of our coaching pool. Two, it's the delivery mechanism by which we bring coaching to pair. So, Torch is built on a construct called a learning path. So, you can create an assessment. You can you can provide integrate custom content. You can add surveys. All of this translates into the ability to manage and measure employee growth, and that solves a lot of pain for the buyer. So it's really the whole solution together and the way that we deliver coaching that's our differentiator.
1: Well, and I, I love that because again, uh, you, you're measuring quality. It's not just, you know, you're not just saying it's quality. Um, you're measuring it. And so you're kind of keeping your finger on the pulse and making sure that that, that you know that it's quality uh, over time. So If I've never bought, you're doing with me as a practitioner, I've never bought coaching before. How do you, what are the, what are the, what should I, what questions should I be asking you as a, as a prospect? What should I be asking you and learning more about buying coaching?
0: You should be, what you should be asking is, you know, how, how do you know that your coaches are doing a good job? How do you hold them accountable? What's the what's the matching rate? What's your ma- matching success rate? What are the insights that you're able to capture for me as a buyer that tells me that that they are doing a good job? So, so really, what are the outcomes that I can expect as a buyer from buying torch?
1: Love that. Who uh, I say manages. That's probably not the right word. But who's who's on the client side? Who's 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 basically watching a dashboard, and making things, making sure people get onboarded, you know, making sure that things are actually happening, looking at analytics, et cetera. Who's that person inside of HR?
0: That's the that is the typically a head of learning and development. And these are the people that are very much outcomes focused. They are, they're tracking, are my people liking it? Are they liking Torch? Are they liking their coach? Two, is their behavior changing? Are they getting better? Three, is this translating into um, higher rates of promotion and higher rates of, of engagement, higher and higher rates of, uh, of retention? That's the head of head of LRD.
1: Uh, Yeah. And then again, they're, they're evaluating it all on those things, but, and and again, they're going to see it work or not work and then be able to, uh, adjust as, as they need to, how do you onboard and train new, uh, we will deal with coaches in a second, but just new employees, new leaders that, you know, they have never done this before. Again, I'm dealing with the folks that have never done this before. How do you kind of get them into the bit? And get them to understand, hey, this that you come in peace and <laughs> hey, this is gonna help you, and here's how it works, et cetera. Like what shells process to kind of get them on board?
0: Uh, that's a great question, William. I, I think it, it starts with the with the clear understanding that they have that this is a safe space, and a safe environment, that their that conversation happens with their coach. Is not going to be shared with their manager or with the head of L&D or anybody else. The conversation between the employee and the coach is private, okay? So that's that's step one. Step two is we're going to take have you take a very, very simple test. It'll take you five minutes and that's going to help us make sure that we get you the right match because the matching is everything. If you get paired with the wrong person, you may not ever try coaching again. So we want to make sure that we get it right. And so the, the 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 matching with the right coach is really important. So that's that's step two. Step three is we have to give you a 360 review that get gives us a benchmark for how you're where you are today as a leader. And then we need to do that again in three to six months so that we can. So that the platform can demonstrate to you that you are in fact changing or getting better. So that's how I would that that's how I would tee it up for someone who's brand new to coaching.
1: Awesome. Three years from now, as you look back, you and I are having a call. What's success look like for Torch? I
0: think that what success looks like for Torch in three years is that we have continue to fulfill our mission to help people grow and change in their careers. That's the most important thing for myself and co found my co-founder. That's why we started this company because we've been in the personal growth business for for decades and and this is in fact the core mission of torch. We are helping people grow and develop in their careers. What that looks like is they is that our software tools and our live human services are all brought together in a seamless way that brings a very powerful and robust um, uh, uh, change and development mechanism to the market.
1: I love it. Listen, I love what you've built with Torch, um, and I'd love to uh, to monitor and kind of keep in, keep track of you and uh, and see how how y'all do, but. Uh, just Cameron, thanks for coming on the Use Case Podcast and kind of breaking things down around Torch.
0: William, thank you so much for having me. It was a really a pleasure talking to talk with you today.
1: hundred percent. And thanks for everyone for listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time.
0: You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at RecruitingDaily.com.